Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports, have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. We're going to start things up today on a Wednesday edition of Sports Scene. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM. WRUF, I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Michael is producing today. Florida and Georgia are among the teams today in day three of SEC football media days. According to ESPN.com, Georgia has a 90% chance to win the SEC East. Kentucky, a 6% chance. Florida, a 2% chance. That's better than Tennessee, South Carolina, Missouri, or Vanderbilt, though. But that's the hill that Billy Napier is climbing. Um, he will speak uh, live at about 1 o'clock. We'll endeavor to uh, bring that to you uh, from Atlanta. I had a chance to speak to Coach Napier today. Uh, you'll hear that interview uh, in about 10 minutes or so. Now, some other things happening. You know, you couldn't script this. You couldn't, you, I mean, you could not. When I tell you what this is, you can't script it any better. Texas A&M is making its appearance at SEC Football, Football Media Days tomorrow. Their senior wide receiver, Aeneas Smith, was supposed to appear tomorrow at Media Days. Uh, he's probably not going to be there tomorrow. The reason? He was arrested on charges of driving while intoxicated, unlawful carrying of a weapon, and marijuana possession. He was booked, arrested, he's posted bail. Can you, can you see that if he was out at media days? Uh, okay, first question. Uh, hey, uh, how was it in jail? So obviously, I mean, you would not think he would be there tomorrow. He was a team captain last year. That's another thing. He led them in receptions and touchdown catches, second in receiving yards. Well, and remember, he's not the only receiver at A&M to be arrested. Back in March, uh, a receiver arrested on an assault a family violence charge removed from the team before entering the transfer portal. Devon Demas. So, not, I mean, sometimes off seasons can be a bit rough. This is one of them. All star game. The American League wins its ninth all star game in a row. 3 2. Pitching dominated, you would think it would be. You know, it's really a shame that back in the day, nobody thought about miking up players because it makes it makes the game, I think, more interesting. I mean, could you imagine Mike Schmidt or you know somebody like that, Mickey Mantle, you know, being miked up for a game? That'd be kind of cool. Um, but good game last night. And then this. If any of you have ever had the 
uh, opportunity to, to watch me golf, you know I'm not very good. But I do follow the game. This is amazing to me. We all know what's happening with Liv and you know all the money it is putting out there. Heinrich Stinson got the captainship of the European Ryder Cup team for 2023. That's going to be in Rome. Okay? Well, apparently, now remember, he was announced as the captain in March of this year. He now is joining Liv, and he has forfeited his captainship of the Ryder Cup. Now, I have no idea. You know, he's 46 years old. But here's my thought process in this, and maybe I'm just crazy. All right. In the world of golf, being a Ryder Cup captain is a pretty big deal. I mean, that means you've done well. That means you're respected, you know, all of that. Why couldn't he have waited until after the Ryder Cup to then join the Live Tour? I mean, you could have had the best of both worlds then. Instead, and, and he called it, by the way, then, a dream come true to become a Ryder Cup captain. He forfeits that. Once again, money. And look, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that's bad, that's good. But I'm not sure what difference one year would have made here, why he made this decision right away, but he did. Also, as you call in today, college baseball is thinking about passing a law or rule, the NCAA, um, that will not allow the uh, celebrations, if you will, after a home run when they put stuff on you, you know, whatever the mascot thing is. Because remember, I mentioned this yesterday. When they do that in football, it's only on the sidelines. You don't, a guy doesn't have an interception, they'll come running on the field and slap a chain on him. They wait till they come on the sideline. So there's precedent for this. Okay? Well, now, when a guy hits a home run, and the teammates come out and they can slap that thing on him on the field of play. Well, now they want to make it where you can't do that. It would be confined to the dugout or the sideline if you're looking at football. You agree with that? Look, I'm old school in a lot of ways, okay? But I'm also a realist, right? I understand, I don't know how old Michael is, but he, you know, he's young, okay? His standard, his way of thinking is probably different from mine in some ways, but it doesn't make it bad or wrong. 
the, the, generationally, and, and look at the, look at the All Star game last night. I mean, if you back in the day, and I'll use the word okay because some baseball people use it. If you pimp a home run, okay, now you know, bat flip. That's common. If you'd have done that back in the day, I promise you, you'd have had a baseball in your ear. Well, it's it's just changed. Finally, I give Vanderbilt coach Clark Lee a lot of credit. It's a tough job. A tough, tough job to compete in football at Vanderbilt. And at the podium, in front of a lot of people, Clark Lee said, someday, I'm paraphrasing, someday Vanderbilt will be the best program in college football. I wonder how many people went. Could, did I just hear that right? Did you, I mean, <laughs> foolish, maybe. But in a way, I mean, look, if he gets fired, that's going to come back to haunt him. Big time. That's going to come back to haunt him. But you got to give it up for him to have the chutzpah to say that and say it with a straight face. So, I don't know. If you have a reaction to that, uh, you can let me know as well. But uh, that was stunning when he said that. Um, all right. We'll open phone lines today as we normally do. Um, and he said, quote, it's because of the chancellor and the AD support we're aiming to build the best football program in the country at Vanderbilt University. But he then also said they will be. You're going to hear an interview I had today with Gator football coach Billy Napier. Again, uh, he and Ventrell Miller and Anthony Richardson and Richard Garage are all at SEC Football Media Days today. Uh, and Coach is expected to speak at about 1 o'clock. We will do our best to present that to you. Arkansas also there today. And I'll give, and on the other side of the coin, Sam Pittman, who's done a remarkable job taking Arkansas from the dregs of the conference to being respectable. He said, we haven't arrived yet. We're not there yet. 12:13 time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry ESPN 98.1 FM 850 AM WRUF Gainesville Sports Center here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM 850 AM WRUF Good afternoon I'm Bradley Schemmel the Gators track and field team is continuing to see success at the World Athletic Championships. Joseph Von Fula is advancing to the final of the 200-meter spring after coming in second in the semifinals. The final is scheduled to take place tomorrow afternoon. The American League defeated the National League in last night's MLB All-Star Game. New York Yankees outfielder Giancarlo Stanton took home MVP honors after hitting a game-tying two-run home run. This is the ninth consecutive win for the American League. 
SEC Media Days continue today in Atlanta. Day 3 continues with Georgia, as Kirby Smart and players are up at the mic to answer questions from the media. Gator coach Billy Napier and a few players are scheduled to speak at 1 o'clock. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Bradley Schemmel. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. Hey, Steve Russell here. I want to tell you about the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or any vehicle. Donations are tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years. They need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more. Thanks, Steve. I know that the folks at Road Heaver Boys Ranch appreciate your efforts on their behalf. Like Steve, I know that we can depend on Gator Nation to step up when you're needed. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping at-risk young boys from troubled homes for over 70 years, and they need your help now more than ever. So please consider donating your car, truck, boat, RV, or any vehicle to help these boys. They learn real-life skills by repairing them and reselling them to sustain the facility. Donations are tax-deductible. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more. Pump it up this summer, literally. Underinflated tires can overheat and endanger lives. Whether you're driving across town or across Florida, make sure your tires are properly inflated, damage-free, and have adequate tread depth. The trip to your destination can be half the fun, so take your time and enjoy the ride. The Florida Highway Patrol reminds you to slow down and stay cool this summer. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. Visit flhsmv.gov for more information. Looking for ways to shine bright this summer? With Summer of Dash Pass by DoorDash, get more member-only perks and discounts than ever before. The more you shop, the more you save. With zero delivery fees and access to exclusive items that make your summer feel easy and breezy. Sign up now with promo code DASH50 for 50% off your first order, up to a $15 value. Dash Pass benefits apply only to eligible orders that meet the minimum order amount. Other fees, taxes, and gratuity may apply. Terms apply. We are your home for Tampa Bay Rays baseball. You're listening to ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Welcome back to Sports Scene. I'm Steve Russell. It is SEC Football Media Days Day 3 today, and the Gators, head coach Billy Napier, three players up in Atlanta. But we're going to talk to Billy now uh, before they get up there. Coach, thanks for doing this. Let me just ask this from a sort of a global perspective here. When you came here, Billy, you had a specific plan in place. Is that plan, in your estimation, on track for you? Yeah, no, I... I, um... You know, we're seven and a half months into this journey. You know, I think uh, I've been very impressed with the leadership at the University of Florida. You know, I mean, our president, Dr. Kent Fox, you know, on the university and foundation side, um, Scott Strickland, the AD, on the UAA side. I mean, this is uh, it's been fun to see their vision uh, and their execution. I mean, we, we've got an elite education here, a top five university. There's a championship culture here uh, amongst all 21 sports. You know, it's been great to be a part of this team and work alongside these people. You know, we're thankful for them believing in our plan. 
right? And we're appreciative of the resources they provided, you know, as we get ready to take on this challenge. So, you know, I think that uh, it's the first year in a new place, right, with a new group of people. So, you know, a lot of it is very fluid. We learn every day. You know, I think each phase of our offseason, it's the first time with a new new group of people in a new place. So we continue to learn. Uh, we do that together. Um, and I'm excited. You know, I mean, I, I can't emphasize enough. University of Florida is is a very capable place, right? And I think the timing is right here relative to the investment in the facility and the infrastructure, um, you know, and, and so far so good. As far as, you know, football, Billy, you, 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 a team has a new coach, a new coaching staff. Has what? How good has the buy-in been from the players to what you're trying to do system-wise and culture-wise? And that's one of the things I've probably been most impressed with is this group has embraced the work. Uh, they love to compete. You know, they aren't scared. They're tough. You know, I like the look in their eye. You know, I think we need to keep developing ownership amongst the players and all parts of the organization, truth be known. Um, and, you know, I think this really training camp, I think, is critical. You know, the next 40-plus days will be uh, important as we kind of develop the personality, the identity of this team. We need to galvanize our team, right? Uh, and I think – we're finishing up week eight of our nine-week program today. Um, you know, it's critical that we focus on finishing strong, uh, really create some momentum as we transition into training camp. But, you know, we've hired fantastic people. That's what I would tell you. You know, and I think when you get in these leadership positions, you know, you realize pretty quickly that's the most important part, right? So we have uh, really talented people that I think care uh, for players, um, and I think they're working hard in their roles. We've empowered them, give them ownership, uh, and, you know, I, I like what I see. You know, are we perfect? No. You know, I think we're always going to be a work in progress. I don't care if it's year one or year ten. You know, I think every year is a new team. It's a new year with a new set of challenges and opportunities, and that, that's really – each year and each team is its own entity, and I, I really believe that about this group, uh, even though it's, even though it's just year one. Billy, from an install perspective, you know X and O. Are you pleased with how the players have you know gotten into you know what you're trying to preach offensively and defensively? Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, we we start introducing our systems during uh, identity program, and then obviously we go really in depth during spring practice. Uh, we break our installations up into nine, um, you know, nine groups or nine components, uh, and we go back in the summer. You know, that's the probably the most beneficial thing outside of the physical prep. We really go back and uh, go through those systems two more times, right? Summer A, summer B, um, and I think the players we ask them to do a lot independent of the eight-hour week. You know. Uh, with the staff, they do a lot of things on their own there. So, you know, I think one of the best ways to learn is to uh, teach others, right? So we try to position our players where the veteran players teach the rookies. Uh, maybe the second team players are helping the third team players, right? We create those scenarios, and I think it really has been beneficial for us. So, you know, we're finishing up kind of our fourth 
review of those nine components of install. Obviously, training camp will be the fifth time. And, you know, all of these things are collective. You know, you get into year two, or maybe a player's been in your program, now he gets the tenth time, right? Mm-hmm. Year three, the fifteenth time, right? Year four, the twentieth time, right? So we're big into routine and structure, Um and that's probably the part that I'm most confident in is just the football nuts and bolts, the off-season program nuts and bolts. Um, you know, I, I'm really confident in that part of our team. Gator football coach Billy Napier, our guest here on Sports Scene, as the Gators get set to be at SEC Football Media Days. Billy, I was thinking about this five years ago. I'm hosting a show like this, and I'm thinking about the types of topics we're talking about so I'm going to ask you this. As a coach, what was it like? What's the difference between being a head coach four or five years ago and being a head coach now, if there is any difference for you? Man, I would tell you the biggest challenge so far of this transition has been this is the first year um, in an unprecedented era to take over a program, right? When you think about the portal is in full effect, NIL has become very relevant. Uh, and those are two things that are brand spanking new, right? I mean, there's no manual, no experience. And I, and I think that's probably been the biggest challenge. All the other things that we do, um, you know, I, I think we've hit the ground running, right? We can, that continues to be, those two things are very fluid. And the combination of those two uh, create a very different and unique and challenging dynamic, right? So, for me, that's what I would tell you. That's the most challenging part of uh, what we're taking on as we speak. That's interesting. Are you pleased with you know, your recruiting? Are you pleased with how you've gotten into kids' homes and introduced them to the University of Florida? Are you pleased in that, in that aspect? I, you know, I'll be honest with you. I really thought uh, that we made the most of our opportunities in December, in what I would call the winter portal period, and then again in February. And we also added a couple of players to our team this spring. So, you know, each one of those opportunities to add personnel, um, we've done our best. Uh, I think we've fixed some issues we've had on our roster. Um, you know, you always miss on a couple that you wish you could have got. But, you know, I do believe that um, we did a good job. Our rookie group is here. Uh, we've had a chance to work with them to observe them. I think the staff did a good job, uh, and I'm, you know, currently I think our recruiting. Uh, we had a good June. We created some momentum. We're we're not winning every battle, but I tell you one thing: we're competing. We're relevant. We're in the fight, and uh, we've won some. We've lost some, and we'll. Con- it's going to continue to be that way. You know, I do think we're getting ready to have a strong July. And obviously, we've got to hang on, you know, all the way to December. So, um, you know, the the great thing in today's world is, you know, you got four opportunities to add players, right? So you can reassess uh, each time of the year. You get done in December, you get ready for that portal period in the winter, right? You 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 don't you got a few more issues. You work hard in February. You got a few more issues. You work hard in the springtime, right? So. Um, you know, it used to be, I always felt like the summer was the most critical part of the year because it was the first time that your entire team was together. Mm-hmm. And I think now more than ever, that's going to be uh, extremely important, right? So, 
you know, you're going to continue to add players. Now, the more stable your roster gets, the less uh, maybe you're adding players in the winter, in February, in the spring, right? And I think uh, there's a compound effect there, right? The less you have to do that, the more you can focus on the next group. So, you know, we're we're in a little bit of a transition here, and we're going to make all these decisions independent of each other. We're going to keep adding good players and good people to the roster, uh, and I think it all adds up as time goes. Last two things, Coach, I know you have to go. Does NIL change the way you recruit? And a lot of people have asked about an update on the new facility. Can you can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, NIL is uh, is totally a game changer. I mean, it is, um, you know, I, I would say we're kind of living in a land with no laws right now, right? I mean, there's a lack of clarity in terms of what we can do, what we can't do. Um, you know, some of those things get interpreted different ways depending on where you're at, uh, what state you're in, what not only what state you're in, but what state the kid is in. Um, I just really, it brings a whole different dynamic to this um, part of our business, right? So, uh, and, it, and I think each administration and institution throughout the country, country is, it's every day. You know, I mean, I think it's a constant um you know, process to come up with best practices and create an advantage or at least be competitive in that that area. So a little bit of an update on the facility. You know, we anticipate being in there uh, for training camp. Uh, I do think, you know, kind of your punch list items, you know, will be kind of a work in progress in August as we're, you know, in training camp. Um the majority of the areas that we'll be operating in are 100% complete. There are a few um, that will be getting finished up there early August, but uh, we're excited, you know, and, and I think couldn't be more thankful for all the people that invested in the Hebner Center. Uh, and, you know, I think that's a game changer too, and I think it is uh, well needed, uh, and I think it helps uh, the Gators. So we're excited about that. Well, football season just now, uh, something 50-something days away. I'm sure all the coaches are happy for that. Billy, I appreciate your time a lot in doing this. Thank you for taking the time. You got it. Thank you, guys. I'll see you around. Go okay. Gators. All right. Billy. There's Billy Napier. Um, as he uh, talked to us, this, or talked to me this morning, uh, he's getting ready to speak as well as uh, the three Gators up there at SEC Football Media Days in Atlanta. Uh, we will try to bring you that live. 1228 time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Live from Weimer Hall on the campus of the University of Florida, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Now, sometimes you want to upgrade your home. Sometimes you want to downsize. If you're thinking about selling your home, knowing the right time to do it is an important thing if you get the chance to do that. Well, you're not alone because selling might be the easy part. Finding your next home can be tricky. Well, the one realtor I trust and highly recommend to help you is Scott Caldwell with your Home Sold Guaranteed Realty. Why risk leaving money on the table with just any agent? Scott Caldwell has a nearly 20-year proven track record and expertise to help you sell and buy. His name is his promise, your Home Sold Guaranteed Realty. He has guarantees and thousands of exclusive buyers in his database that create higher demand, multiple offers, 
that take the hassle out of selling. And this is how he nets his sellers almost 3% more money when compared to other agents. So call Scott today and see how he can help you. 352-209-0000, 352-209-0000, or visit CaldwellHasTheBuyers.com. The most important thing I learned from my father was work ethic and integrity. Never veer away from integrity, even if it costs you money. International Diamond Center owner Keith LeClaire. The core value for IDC is to protect the customer. That means offering the largest selection, uncompromising quality, the strongest warranties, and honest guidance from experts who are not paid on commission. The other trait Keith picked up from his father, a passion for competing, making sure IDC customers always get the best price in the market on any purchase. There's one thing I love is to be competitive, and I have never stopped. I hate to lose. No games, no nonsense. Just the best values every day on diamonds, engagement rings, and fashion jewelry. And that's what drives me every day. I work to have that inventory at the right price, 365 days a year. So when you come here, you're not getting schnookered. You're getting the right price on the right item all the time. Period. International Diamond Center at Celebration Point. Online. ShopIDC.com. Hey, it's Steve Russell telling you about my friends at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries, where better ingredients make better meals. You love the great food like the classic burger, their great salads, and their 100% all-natural chicken burger. And now, back in season, the Key Lime Milkshake to add to their already great flavors. And don't forget, Dick Mondell's looking for new team members, looking for competitive pay, flexible hours, and paid vacations for serious service-oriented workers. Come build the freshest burgers in town by contacting jobs at Dick Mondell's it's time to celebrate outdoors. Hi, this is Tom Collette at Electronics World. Let Electronics World help you upgrade your lanai, pool deck, or backyard space with outdoor TVs from Sunbright and Samsung, outdoor speakers from Yamaha, Sonance, Speakercraft, Kef, Martin Logan, and more. We've got everything you need to entertain your family and friends. Come see and hear for yourself at Electronics World in Gainesville today or online at electronicsworld.net. That's electronicsworld.net. Gainesville Highfield MRI is growing and expanding their business. Construction is underway, and later this year, they'll be adding X-ray and ultrasound capabilities. If you need a scan, go with the best. Gainesville Highfield MRI. There's a reason why so many doctors refer their patients to Gainesville Highfield MRI. They're kind and compassionate. They help with insurance issues. They're claustrophobic friendly, and the scan times are so much quicker than other imaging centers in the area. Gainesville Highfield MRI, located in the Millennium Center on 43rd Street and Newberry Road, and online at GainesvilleHighfieldMRI.com. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. On and off downpours continuing through at least the late afternoon, potentially longer, and localized flooding will be a concern, especially in areas that had numerous downpours yesterday. Aside from that, oppressively muggy and warm heat in the seas in the lower 100s. Tonight, skies clearing, lows in the low 70s. Tomorrow, drier air arrives, mostly sunny, a limited chance for afternoon showers, highs in the mid-90s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm Megan Borowski. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Jeremy Fowler. I am waiting, Jeremy, for you to drop us some bars. Hey. I'm not really going to do this. I know he likes this one. All right. Yes. We're on KJM. You know I play above the rim. Jay Will, pass me the rock. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. 
The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is Gatorhead football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Hope you enjoyed the interview with Billy. Uh, you'll, again, you'll hear him, I hope, uh, live from SEC Football Media Days in a little bit. Um, this is a bit odd, but Nick Pogue. Now, if I'm not right in this, somebody can correct me. Nick Pogue, pitching for Florida. Then, it looked like it was going to go to Ole Miss in the portal. Well, now he signed a free agent contract with the Washington Nationals. So, apparently that won't be happening. Gator Lacrosse gets a transfer, attacker, Taylor Wareheim, a rising fifth-year senior. She spent her undergrad career at North Carolina, where she captained the team to a national championship. So think of that, right? This is what's crazy about the transfer portal, okay? She was a captain of a national championship team, and she leaves to come to Florida. So good addition for Mandy O'Leary. Tomorrow, if everything goes right, uh, we're going to be talking to Gator basketballer Kyle Lofton. Tomorrow will be our last show for a while. Take a few days off and then return with a vengeance as we'll start the fall season before you know it. All right. Did you enjoy the interview with with Napier? Any thoughts, reactions? Want to hear from you? Got a long day today if we don't. 3928255. You can email srussell at WRUF.com. Don't forget uh, Stephen A. Smith is going to be coming to town to speak as part of the Accent Speakers Bureau. He'll be here July 27th. Of course, when reaching out to ESPN to see if he would like to promote the visit, you can hear crickets chirping. A lot of times, people like that just fly in and fly out. That may be the case with him, but we will continue to try to do what we can there. Uh, and don't forget, somebody wanted to know when the baseball season started again. Uh, it's Friday, and we'll have Rays baseball. They will face the Kansas City Royals. They're off today and off tomorrow after the All-Star break. Uh, Tom will join us now. Hi, Tom. Man, oh, man. Every time I hear Napier, I, can't, I couldn't be happier. It's uh... If you watch the Ted Lasso show, he's kind of like that that focus on his team, just a real person who's focused on his team and not a bunch of nonsense that a previous coach was it just it just didn't feel the same. I I really enjoyed listening to him and uh, I've I've got some high hopes for this team. What do you, what are your thoughts? <laughs> well, you know, I think it depends on which side of the fence you sit, Tom. Um I mean, he's a Again, that's the second or third time I've talked to him. But each time I have, he's been engaging. You know, he's not 
going to give you uh, wildly quotable things. But I think what comes across with him is that, and look, not that all coaches don't, but he's got a plan, and he he believes in that plan. I think he believes his players have bought into it, and now they start in the process of, you know, going to practice and seeing if that plan works. I, I think that's a good thing. Hey, your your question is about the portal and NIL. I mean, he he answered those directly. Uh, I think he's got a good grasp of the, the whole system has been crazy this year with all the changes. And it's kind of great that we've got a guy in there who's, like you said, he's, he landed on his, his feet running. And uh, I think he's doing a pretty, pretty good job there. Thank you, Steve. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Well, it's all going to be about winning and losing. Cause there's a, I mean, there were a lot of people, for example, who liked Ron Zook personally. I did personally, but you know, when, especially when you follow a Steve Spurrier, you got to win, and he didn't win enough. John, welcome to Sports Scene. Hey, Steve. Uh, I think the Vandy coach uh, he he used the word program, which means to me, who knows what it means. So you could claim you're one of the top programs without actually winning. The national championship and just throw other crap in it like school and you know graduation rates and and other stuff i think don't you agree that the word program doesn't necessarily mean we're going to win a national title i think it depends how you interpret it okay if you say we'll be the best program in the country if you asked 100 people in a room john I think the majority of those people would interpret that as number one, best. We're going to win. I mean, what's the definition of a program? You know, you can have a program in which, um, you know, all the things that I want are aligned. Uh, We're very good in the classroom. Uh, We're very good in the community. Uh, You know, we have nice facilities. Well, that's a good program. Mm -hmm. But does it win? And I think most people define best program with winning. Yeah. Ah, and that's the, that's the question. I got something else for you. Imagine we're at the end of the year and the, in the um, group, the selection committee is picking the final four. Okay. And you got, and let's say they got Bama and they, and they got um, Georgia and they've got, um, one of the two new teams, um, Oklahoma, let's say, do they look, do they think, God, we can't put a third team that's basically in the SEC in this Final Four? No. Does that come, that doesn't come into their mind no. at all? No, I don't believe it does. Um, and it better not. Because then you are not doing what you are tasked to do. Okay? I'm not saying... I mean, let's say that they were in the SEC, okay? Well, now that's a little bit of a different animal because now, de facto, you're looking at three teams from one league. Mm -hmm. Well, they're not de facto in the league. And your job on that committee is to put the four best teams in there. So that should not factor in at all, in my opinion. 
Okay. And final question, which of the three sports is the hardest? If you had the number one pick in the draft of the three major sports, which one is the hardest to pick a superstar? You know, which one is is you're more likely to have a bust, I guess, is the question, if, mm. if you were to guess. I would say baseball. I mean, there's how many rounds and, I mean, and there's, what, so many different under leagues, you know, triple-A, double-A, single-A, rookie ball, and you got to make the majors. And, I mean, I just I just think it would be baseball for me. Well, and again, I think, too, the – no, no, I'm, I'm nitpicking the question, John, but I see the point, is what's a bust, right? If you're the first overall pick of a draft, you're supposed to be, you know, the best player in that draft. Mm-hmm. Or at least, you know, sometimes if a, let, let, let's say a team needs a center and they pick a center because he's the best center in the draft, it doesn't sure. mean he's the best player. No. Right? So you have to look at it that way, too. But, I mean, if you're picked first in any draft, then you, you better be really good. If, if, In other words, if, if, if you're the first pick in the NFL draft and you play six years in the NFL but you don't really do anything, well, is that a bust? I mean, I, I guess in some people's minds it would be because the first overall pick of a draft, I think, is supposed to do more than be a journeyman six-year player. I agree. That's that's pretty much a bust. And if in baseball, if you don't make the majors and, and play for a decade, and you're the number one pick, that maybe that's a bust. I don't know. You well, don't you, get injured. Yeah, you got. I mean, you definitely got to make the majors. But if even if you do that, you know, you're not a starter. You're sort of a reserve. You know, for your career. Well, you know, then I think that would be in some people's minds, you're a bust because again, you know, you're supposed to be a pretty darn good player to be picked number one overall. Yeah, I agree. Okay, Steve, thank you, sir. Thank you, John. Byron, welcome to Sports Scene. <laughs> hey, Steve Byron, how you doing today? Good. Hey, Steve, uh, real quick, I'm sure every coach does this, so I'm not trying to push Coach Napier up or, or do anything different than they do because I, I, I think I would have did this as a coach. But what I can understand, listening to him, how detail-oriented he is, you know, he mentioned the summer A, B. I like that. He had the, the, the first – team helping the second team and the third team i think that's brilliant i don't know if everybody does that and i also like he, he was keeping up with the eight hours in the summer because every anybody believed that they practicing only eight hours in the summer it, with the coaches yes but uh a good team practicing more than that so i think he he, he as he was alluding to that and i, I feel that's good and steve my, my my last thing is uh Stephen A. Smith, man, Steve, much respect to him. Uh, you know, I we criticize him, especially me on your show a lot. So that might be why he's not coming. But you know, he's he's a he's a successful guy from Philly. I, I dream of being him and you and guys like that. So I got to take my hat off to him. But I'm gonna say this, Steve. Yesterday we had a call, and I was just bringing up the old school. You write teams. Do, does anybody push those teams more than Stephen A. So if you do get him on there, tell him I say, man, play off the Dallas. Lakers and the teams that you were saying is the old school teams because I was really making that point to let you know that's why they don't die out because Stephen A. Smith. Thanks, Stephen. I hope you laugh at that and him too. Go Gators. Byron, thank you. Ray, get right to you. 1245 time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. 
Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Ellie Shreve. SEC Media Days are currently underway. Today at 1, Gators football head coach Billy Napier will talk Gator football alongside quarterback Anthony Richardson, linebacker Ventrell Miller, and offensive lineman Richard Garage. Florida Gators track and field is competing in the World Athletics Championships with events running all day today. Joseph Fonbilla will be representing the orange and blue at the World Finals in the 200 meters. The 2022 All-Star Game is now history. The Miami Marlins will open the second half of the season tomorrow against the Texas Rangers. On Friday, the Tampa Bay Rays will face the Kansas City Royals while the Atlanta Braves will play the Los Angeles Angels. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Ellie Shree. ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM WRUF. Hey sports fans, spring sports season is here. Basketball, baseball, softball, track and field, and the spring football game. Boy, am I excited. Well, now is the time to prune your trees and start preparing for those nasty summer storms. Don't wait until it's too late. Call Daughtry Tree Service today for your free evaluation. 352-472-2465. That's 352-472-2465. Or check us out online at Daughtry Tree Service. We believe a job worth doing is worth doing right. Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, celebrating their one-year anniversary, and you can join them. Here's the head ball coach himself. On August 11, our restaurant, Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, will be celebrating our one-year anniversary, and we're inviting you to Celebration Point. Proceeds from the event will go to the Ronald McDonald House, and we'll have a spread of your favorite Spurrier dishes, as well as special guests. So go to Spurrier's.com right now and reserve your spot before it sells out. And thank you for a super first year. Go Gators. Get your reservations now at Spurrier's.com. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Coming in September, the beginning of the Billy Napier era. It's not about me. It is going to be about our football team. We are going to do things with class. We are going to do things with integrity. We are going to build young men of character. We are proud to be your home for Gators football. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. 
By the way, I was wrong uh, when I talked about MLB. They are going to return tomorrow. There's a six-game slate tomorrow. I was only looking at the Rays schedule and assuming everybody was starting on Friday, so my bad, but I wanted to correct that. Six-game schedule tomorrow, and then uh, the rest uh, will play on Friday. Ray, welcome to Sports Scene. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. Thank you. Hey, I didn't know anybody uh, could be charged with unlawful carry of a weapon in Texas. Did you? <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I'm not touching that. Hey, anyway, you talked, I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before, you were talking about you thought South Carolina was getting too much hype and everything. Mm-hmm. But the guys on SEC now yesterday were really hyping them up. Mm-hmm. So they so saying they thought they'd finish next to Georgia. Yeah, well, we'll we'll see. But I just thought it was curious how high they were on South Carolina. I'm, I'm like you, I wasn't. But anyway, thanks, Steve. Okay, Ray, thank you. Look, I don't know. I don't have South Carolina's schedule in front of me, but they've got some pivotal games if they want to take a next step. You know, could they finish second in the SEC? I mean, in the East, I don't know. I'm going to pull their schedule up here in a minute because I think the East today, to take away Georgia, Georgia, I don't think anybody would quibble with uh, Georgia with, a, with people saying they're the best team in the East, at least on paper. I don't think anybody would quibble with that. Um, now, who the second best is? All right. All right. Here's Carolina's schedule. They open with Georgia State, and then they've got Arkansas right out of the gate. If you're going to take the next step, that's a game you have to win because the following week they get Georgia at home. Well, couldn't you see a scenario where South Carolina starts out 0-2 in the league. I can. I certainly can. Then Charlotte, South Carolina State, and then they play at Kentucky. Could they be 0-3? They could be. They play Texas A&M. Then they get Texas A&M, Missouri, both at home, Vandy on the road, Florida in Gainesville, and then Tennessee at home. D- does that sound like, you know, a, a, a really winnable schedule? I'm not saying they can't. And I think Shane Beamer has done a really nice job there. But I do think the East is about as balanced, if you take Vanderbilt out, as it's been in a long time. Look, when Tennessee plays at South Carolina, would you throw your money at South Carolina? I don't know, right? If, you're, if you've got Georgia, well, I shouldn't say Georgia. If you've got South Carolina, Kentucky, do you throw your money at Kentucky at home? I, that's why I think, you know, there's, and there's always, I don't care if it's Florida, whoever's schedule, there's three or four pivotal games that if you want to be successful – these are games you got to win. And I think that's the way it is for Carolina. Um, last year, they ran for 170, they gave up 175 yards a game 
last year on the ground. That ranked 94th in the country. That's not very good. Now, what they did do well was defend the pass. They were very good. Offensively, check this out. 22 points a game, 104th in the country. 337 yards a game, 110th. 201 passing yards a game, 95th. 136 yards a game on the ground, 92nd. And yet, they won a bowl game. So sometimes numbers can lie. But that's got to get better. They have nine returning starters on offense, five returning starters on defense. Again, they finished seven and six, and they beat uh, and they won a bowl game. Beamer, I think, took numbers that would suggest that you lose, and he somehow found found a way for them to win with a rotating cast of characters at quarterback. So that was a really good coaching job. And that's why a lot of people at Carolina are very high on Shane Beamer because he pulled that off last year, and he's recruited pretty well. It's going to be fun to watch the East this year. Really will. And and look, I don't know what Clark Lee knows about his Vanderbilt team. I still can't see them competing, but who knows. All right, we hope to have... Florida football coach Billy Napier live when he speaks at SEC Football Media Days. And that's going to be in about, uh, I think, five or ten minutes. As a matter of fact, he is approaching uh, the podium now. And I hope you enjoy the interview we did with him uh, a little earlier. Uh, In the meantime, got a couple of minutes for calls, 392-8255. You can email also srussell at wruf.com. Williams says, Pogue was most likely never going to go to Ole Miss, but use that as insurance. I agree. Well, I don't know about never going there, but did he use it as insurance? Yes. He most likely wasn't going to be a starter next year with Florida. That's correct, and that's one of the reasons why he left. Combine that with the fact he'd be on year five if he came back, time to start his pro career with his age. That's how I take this. Yeah, I I don't disagree, William. Um, You know, you had to get the right offer. You know, was somebody going to go out there and, you know, make it worth his while to not pitch in college again? And apparently Washington did that. So he's a good kid and uh, wish him well. Uh, James emails. Uh, He says, I wonder how many people will go see Stephen A. Smith speak. I think a lot of people in sports aren't necessarily fond of him. Um, I think a lot of people will go that like sports look sometimes you go just to hear you know what he might have to say when it comes to now is he gonna I think one of two things will happen with him he's either gonna have to gear his talk to more of a college audience or he's got to hope that in it that audience there's a lot of NFL NBA types who will engage because that a lot of times is what they do on first take. So, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Uh, let's see here. Jack uh, has a question about uh, Gator football. He says, um, how long do you think Gator nation gives Billy Napier? It depends that, that that's just hard to say. 
I, I, what he does. PG, next up, PG, hi. Hey, man, how you doing? Good. Awesome. I uh, just wanted to ask or uh, answer one of the questions that you asked about uh, the NCAA with baseball kind of cutting the celebrations yeah, to yeah. be in the dugout only. So we've been we've been dealing with this for a little while because it's it's permeated down to the you know levels of travel ball baseball. The kids see it, and, and it's just like tasteless, man. It, it, it you know we had a kid putting on in a fifteen tournament. Six of the kids are committed to SEC schools. We're playing. It was a great game. We have some committed kids. They're putting a Santa Claus hat on in June, and like before the kid even touches home plate when they hit a home run, and you know you're you're disrespecting the other team, the other kid. Um, there's just no place for it. I, Tennessee obviously is the reason I think that they're looking at this. They just they just went too far. It's there's a disrespect to the to the champion or, or to the you know the, the one that prevails and their I mean a respect factor from them and a disrespect to the person that they're they're doing it to and to further that I'm an in between guy so I'm not real old but I'm not super young so I'm kind of in I, I could fall on either side and we've had these I've had these conversations with people and saying you know there's no place for that in baseball because I do side with an old school because I just I just don't think so and same thing with football if you want to do it on your sideline. Or basketball seems like basketball is pretty bad now too. As soon as somebody makes a play, a crossover dribble, they stare the guy down, and it just gets old. All right, you know, it, PG, I got to get ready for Coach Napier. I appreciate, appreciate your call. It. Yep, thank you, sir. Uh, hope to have him live from SEC Football Media Days, uh, and we'll see what he has to say there. That's our first hour of Sports Scene. Hour two coming up on ESPN ninety-eight one FM, eight fifty AM WRUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Oh yeah, you can feel it. The hot Florida summer's upon us. And where do you feel it the worst? Well, in your vehicle, of course, unless you can reach over and dial in an icy blast of AC. If the air conditioning in your car isn't keeping you cool, take a ride and visit my friends at Dave Mays Automotive. And of course, AC isn't all they do. They can take care of your whole car, from brakes, tires, even engines and transmission work. And my favorite part is their honesty and work ethic. After all, there's a reason they've been in business since 1975. Take it from me, Steve Russell, there's no place else I trust my vehicle to. Located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive and online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. Polaris of Gainesville invites you into their world, the world of off-road. And it's waiting to be explored in a Polaris off-road vehicle. So gear up and make every moment count with a Polaris off-road vehicle from Polaris of Gainesville. So make the most of the outdoors. Explore your world the Polaris way. But wait, it gets better. Visit Polaris of Gainesville and explore the 2022 Polaris off-road vehicle lineup during our spring sales event. Polaris of Gainesville is looking to buy your used power sports vehicle right now. If you have a boat, ATV, side-by-side, -side, jet ski, or motorcycle of any make or model, 
We're paying top dollar right now. Turn that dust collector into fast cash. Now at Polaris of Gainesville on Highway 441 between Gainesville and Alachua. Polaris of Gainesville is also hiring. Apply in person. Visit PolarisofGainesville.com. Always wear a helmet, never drink and ride. It gets harder to lose weight as we get older. And if you're trying to get fit this summer, get M-Drive Boost and Burn. Burn fat, boost energy, and it supports healthy testosterone. M-Drive Boost and Burn, clinically tested ingredients support weight reduction, testosterone, and lean muscle. Try M-Drive's exclusive deal for my listeners. Get your first two weeks of M-Drive Boost and Burn for just $5. Sign up at mdrivedan.com. Don't let age beat you. First two weeks, five bucks, mdrivedan.com. And now a message from Discover about customer service and common sense. When you have credit card questions, it's nice to have them answered by a real live person. You know, a human being who's actually understanding your issues and works to resolve them. Someone with a knack for helping others and has a pulse. In other words, what you don't need is a robot. And that's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. It's live customer service. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene. I'm Steve Russell. Michael's producing today. Billy Napier, the Gator football coach, is live at SEC Football Media Days. Let's check in. I has an opportunity to be the difference, right, to make an impact. Uh, we're thankful for all the people, each one of those people that contribute to our team. You know, we're seven and a half months into this journey, uh, and I've been very impressed with the leadership at the University of Florida. You know, our president, Dr. Kent Fox, uh, on the university and uh, foundation side, uh, and on the UAA side, Scott Strickland's our athletic director. It's been fun to see their vision. Uh, and once on the inside to see their execution. You know, we have an elite education at the University of Florida. It's a top five university. And we also have a championship culture amongst all 21 sports. You know, it's great to be a part of this team and work alongside these people. You know, we're thankful uh, for their belief in our plan. And we're very appreciative of the resources they provided as we begin to take on this great challenge. You know, SEC Media Day is a special day. Uh, it means football is right around the corner. You know, when you think of this league, you think about the history, the tradition, the rivalries, uh, the venues, the great players, the great coaches. You know, it's exciting to be a part of this league. I've been fortunate in my career to be in the ACC, the Pac-12, the Mountain West, the Sunbelt Conference. Uh, the MEAC Conference, and I played FCS-level football in the old Southern Conference. You know, this is the SEC. It is the league. Uh, quality personnel, quality coaching, the footprint, the passion. You know, it is the standard. It sets the bar. Uh, there's so, mo so much momentum, the credibility, uh, and the stability. One of the greatest slogans of all time is it just means more, right? And I think that explains it uh, very well. You know, there's a lot of uncertainty about realignment. You know, I think the SEC is in a position of power. You know, I can't compliment Greg Sankey enough uh, for his leadership. It's one thing to be on the outside uh, looking in. It's another thing to be inside and experience. Uh, this is a fantastic organization. Uh, he's a special person and an unbelievable leader. 
you know, the foresight, uh, the wisdom, uh, the integrity, uh, the awareness, right? We're talking about high-level decisions here, and I really believe we're going to look back and some of these decisions will be historic. You know, we're excited about the player representation that we have here today. Uh, veteran offensive lineman Richard Garage is from Tampa, Florida. He graduated this spring. He's played over 2,000 snaps for the Gators. Our quarterback, Anthony Richardson, series from Gainesville, Florida. And veteran linebacker Ventrell Miller, who's from Lakeland, Florida. Uh, he graduates this fall. He's played over 1,500 plays uh, in his career. You know, these players represent our values. Uh, they have integrity. They're great teammates. Uh, they have discipline in their approach. They give great effort. They're tough. Uh, and they believe. And I think that uh, comes from great preparation. They, they not only contribute on the field, but they've done a great job off the field as well. You know, this 2022 team that we have is a new team. It's a new year. Uh, it's a new set of challenges and opportunities. You know, I think each year and each team is its own entity. They've got to start over every year. You know, this is a first-year staff at a new place with a new roster. You know, we've got a lot of players and a lot of staff that are learning our way, right? A lot of new roles. You know, there's lots of roles to be determined on our team. We've got a core group of veteran players. Uh, we have a big portion of our team we think has ability but is inexperienced and needs to develop. And then we've brought in uh, some young talent, high school, JUCO, and transfer pl players, about 34 new players overall. You know, I like this group. I think they've got a chip on their shoulder. Uh, they're excited about the opportunity to earn some respect. You know, reality is in college football, 25 to 30% every year you're going to have attrition. Uh, and you're always a work in progress, whether it's year one or it's year 10. You know, I've been very pleased with the offseason. You know, each phase, uh, it's the first time we've done it at a new place with a new group of people, and we're learning together. Uh, we're currently finishing up week eight of a uh, nine-week program in the summer. It's important that we finish strong, and that's the focus. Uh, we want to try to create momentum for training camp. You know, this group has uh, embraced the work. You know, I, I'm proud of our team. You know, this team's not scared. Uh, they're tough. They love to compete. Uh, when you put the ball down, they're about it. And um, I'm excited about training camp. You know, the next 40 days will be critical. Uh, we're going to work hard on developing the personality, the identity of this team, uh, the daily approach, right, the self-discipline, the habit, the choices, uh, focus that's required to be an exceptional player and have an exceptional team, and ultimately build habits. You know, we're excited here as we approach training camp. We're going to move into the Hevner football training facility. It's an $85 million complex. It's 140,000 square feet. And I think if not one of the best, it may be the best in the entire country. Uh, and it will help us, you know, as we move forward building the program. We've got a very challenging schedule, obviously, in the SEC East to go along with LSU and A&M as a crossover West opponents. Top 10 Pac-12 champ Utah comes to town for the home opener. And we're on the road at Florida State on a Friday night. It's a six-day turnaround. And then we play South Florida and Eastern Washington in non-conference play as well. I want you to know we're very appreciative of the media and all the things that you do to contribute to the game. The great stories that you tell, right, about people, about teams, 
uh, your pen, your keyboard, your lens, your camera, whatever the case may be. Uh, you know, this game will teach you a lot if you'll let it, and uh, we're thankful for the stories that you tell about it. Uh, thank you, guys. Any questions? All right. Thank you, Coach. If you have a question, raise your hand. Allie, Lexi, and Blake have microphones. We will get a microphone to you. Okay, Coach, we're going to start over here on my left-hand side, about midway back in the green. Good afternoon, Coach. Jacob Goins from ESPN 106.7 in Auburn. What are some of the changes that you are implementing at Florida to, to make your impact felt as the new head coach? Well, I think the, the big thing here is that, you know, the game's about the players, and uh, we want to create an organization uh, that has life-changing impact on the players, right? We've uh, put together a great infrastructure uh, that's all about serving the players. We're trying to improve the player experience. We want to, uh, we firmly believe that better people make better football players. We're committed to improving their character. We're going to prioritize their education. Uh, we're going to teach football at a high level. And I think uh, we inherited uh, the situation that we have, and we're excited about uh, the administration, the resources that they provided. So ultimately, the game's about the players, and everything that we do is to serve the players position them for success within the game, but also when the game's over one day. Coach, we'll go back over here to our left, third row. Hey, Billy, Ben Portnoy from the State Newspaper in Columbia. Uh, I know Bobby Lamb coached you when you were at Furman and was on your staff at Louisiana. I'm just curious kind of what he's meant to you as a mentor coach and uh, what it's been like having him by your side at least uh, the last few years as well. Well, Coach Lamb, you know, we go way back, right? Obviously, Coach Lamb's dad was a high school coach, a legend in the state. My dad was a high school coach. I uh, grew up. My dad had players that played at Furman University. I went to that quarterback receiver camp for, I think, five times. Uh, but Coach Lamb's always been there for me, right? As a position coach, uh, he transitioned to being the head coach, and certainly it was a pleasure to have him on our staff. So he's a great sounding board. You know, he's got a lot of wisdom. Uh, and a heck of a football coach, but an even better person. Coach, we're going to go back here to the right side, the section in front of you, all the way in the back. Hey, Billy. Matt Baker with the Tampa Bay Times. You said when you got hired that this is a talent acquisition business. After seven and a half months, how do you assess where you all are in that? No, I, I can't compliment the staff enough. You know, I think we, we put together a really good group of people. They've worked hard. You no, know, reality is you have four opportunities to add players to your team. You know, December, the winter portal period, February, and then the spring portal period. And I thought we made the most of our time. You know, I think you, we were fortunate that we were able to observe bowl practice uh, and address maybe some of the issues that we observed. Um, did a great job in December, and then I think the momentum carried over to February, and then we added a few more players in the spring. So. Um, you know, I like the group that we added. We've had a chance to work with those guys, observe them throughout the summer. Um, so far, so good. Okay, we're going to go here in the middle section along the near aisle, right in front. Coach Mike. Thanks, uh, Coach Mike Griffith, uh, AJC Dog Nation here in the middle. I uh, noticed uh, in your background, you overlapped with Kirby Smart at Alabama. If you could maybe characterize, share an anecdote. And then secondly, uh, Kirby likes to play the no respect card for Stetson Bennett, but uh, this is a guy you recruited at Louisiana and offered a scholarship to. If you could share some insight into that as well. Yeah, nothing but respect for Kirby. I mean, the guy's an unbelievable uh, football coach leader. Um, he's a fantastic person, unbelievable competitor. 
Uh, and, and I'll tell you, you know, the first time I saw him was our first SEC meeting. I told him, I said, congratulations, you know, because, I mean, I know what goes into that, right? Uh, and, you know, I'm proud of the guy, you know, just to be quite honest. I mean, he's, he's done it, and he's done it the right way. Uh, he's going to be great to compete against him. You know, I think uh, Stetson is uh, – it's pretty awesome to turn the TV on and see that guy playing quarterback for the dogs. You know, he um, – you know, he's committed to the University of Louisiana, um, you know, got an opportunity to go back and play, um, had the confidence. I mean, you think about uh, his character and his confidence and his abilities. Um, fantastic player and a great leader. Uh, certainly, I can see why Georgia, you know, took him. Coach, we'll go back over to my side, the left side, along the wall. How you doing, Coach? Scotty from Offscript. Uh, you've been a part of a lot of great coaching staffs, and you brought up the MEAC. Uh, can you tell about what you learned from Coach Bodie Pugh at his time at South Carolina State and that atmosphere down at South Carolina State and what they produced down at uh, South Carolina State as well? Yeah, no, I, I always will be indebted to Buddy. You know, gave me my first uh, full-time job coaching the quarterbacks and calling plays. And, and, you know, to this day, if I get into a tough spot, you know, he's a guy that I can pick up the phone and call. Just tremendous wisdom, right? Not only his experience with Brad Scott and Lou Holtz, but just being a high school coach. Uh, he's a great leader. He's got a great pulse for his team. He has the ability to connect. Um, the guy's a legend if you've been around the guy. I mean, I can see why he's had the success he's had. And, you know, that experience shaped my career. There's no question it made me better, uh, and I'm thankful for it. We'll go back over to our right coach on the aisle. Raymond Parch, 1037 The Game, Lafayette. Hey, coach. Four years in Lafayette running the Raging Cajuns, first time head coach. What were the biggest lessons, your biggest takeaways in that four years that you're implementing now running the Florida Gators? Well, I think the first thing is um, you get put in these leadership opportunities, you quickly realize how important uh, the people that you surround yourself with are, you know, and I think uh, we had success in Louisiana because we had an unbelievable staff and we had a great group of players. Um, and then I think time, time is of the essence, right? And what you do with your time, um, how you allocate your time, not only with your staff and team, but also with your family, right? So unbelievable experience. And I thought we got a little bit better each year I wouldn't be prepared for this job without it, that experience. Um, and the people in Lafayette shaped me, made me better. I'm thankful for my time there. Coach, we'll go over here to our right, about three rows back on the aisle. Coach Stephen Hargis from the Times Free Press in Chattanooga. Just wondering what you learned from watching your dad's career, how he interacted with his players, his staff, and specifically how he continued to coach throughout his illness. You're trying to get me here today. Um, you know, Dad showed, um, I think sometimes when you adver adversity strikes, you can choose character or you can choose to compromise, right? Um, Dad did an unbelievable job. Every day he chose character. He relied on his foundation, which was his faith. He was a great example to a lot of people. You know, even to this day, it's impacted me and a lot of other people, too. So thanks for the question. Okay, we'll stay over here on the right side about halfway back. 
Allie, if you'll get a microphone right, right in front of you. Right, right there. Right, go ahead. I don't know how I'm going to follow that one up, but um, Conor Garris, Saturday Down South, you're a coach who's not losing your hair, but you embrace the buzz cut. What's the, <laughs> the thought process behind that? It's, it's simple. That's what I would tell you. You know, it takes no time to get ready in the morning. I got a, little, a lot of other things to worry about besides my hair. I can promise you that. Coach, we'll go right down here in front of me. Bob. Uh, hey, Billy. Uh, Bob Holt, Arkansas Democrat Gazette. You know, Florida obviously is a place, you know, showing you can win national championships, SEC titles. But the last three coaches, none of them lasted longer than four years, even though they had s some success. What makes you feel like you can be like a Steve Spurrier, have a good long run, not end up like these other guys? And then after that, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about, about Anthony Richardson, just what, what you're seeing from him, maybe what, what you expect from him this season? Yeah, no, I think timing is important, um, you know, in every job, right? I mean, these are big decisions, and a lot goes into the, the research leading up to those decisions. And I think that um, I've been impressed with the leadership at Florida, right, in terms of their awareness, what's required to be competitive at this level, you know, their investment uh, in the Hebner Center, you know, the, the resources it took to build this new facility, I think is going to help us in recruiting. It's going to help us acquire players. It's going to help our player experience, right? It's going to help our efficiency as an organization. Uh, and they were committed to our vision and our plan, right? I think we're 20% bigger as, as an organization. Um, you know, we've modernized the approach. Uh, but we've got an incredible product. I mean, we have history. We have tradition. We have uh, an elite degree. Uh, we have one of the best experiences for scholar-athletes in the entire country. And it's been done before, and they're passionate about doing it again, right? And I think they understand uh, maybe why there's been struggle, and I think they're working hard to address those things. Uh, but I love a challenge, uh, and this is a challenge. And, you know, I think we can get caught up in all that, or we can see an unbelievable opportunity, and that's exactly what I see. Um, as far as Anthony Richardson's concerned, uh, I've been impressed. You know, I think he's remained humble. Uh, he's got a little bit of an edge. I think he wants to prove himself. He's still relatively an inexperienced player. I think he's played 221 plays or something like that. He's completed 33 passes. Uh, so, you know, he has tremendous ability. Uh, he's working hard to develop, improve as a person, as a leader. Uh, he's working hard to increase his football IQ. Uh, he's, his skill is developing, uh, and I think he's prime. Uh, to have a phenomenal year, you know, but we've got a lot of work to do, right? And I think uh, I told him, I can still remember in the spring game, I could see he had some urgency about him. And I told him, I said, it's important, this energy that you feel right now, you got to bring that and channel that energy each day between now and the next opportunity in the stadium. So uh, we've seen that, you know, our routine for the quarterback is rigorous. He's embraced that uh, and he's making great strides. So. And I, and I know he's looking forward to the opportunity. Coach, we'll go right in front of you here on the second row. Charles Odom with the Associated Press here in Atlanta. I wanted to ask if, to, uh, if, if you could follow up on your comments about Kirby Smart. As you begin to build your program at Florida, do you see a, a sizable divide right now uh, between the top and, and the rest in the conference? Or do you see the fact that there have been three different national championships, national championships won by SEC teams the last three years, does that provide you encouragement that this is more than just a, a one-team dynasty in the league? 
Yeah, I mean, I think we're all aware that if you can win your division, if you can win the conference championship here, you can be a national championship contender. The playoff is there. The path, um, it's been proven, you know, I mean, but I, I, to go back to what you're talking about, I think, you know, we're consumed with Florida right now. I mean, we've, we've got a lot of uh, grass to mow, right? And it's our grass, not anybody else's. So, um, you know, we've got a lot of work to do. When you take over um, an organization, a team, uh, it, you quickly get to work on, you know, what are the issues, what are the problems, coming up with really good solutions. Uh, and it, you know, it's one day at a time. It's one person at a time, right? And I think that's the approach that we're taking. You know, we'll look up um, at the end and see where we're at. But right now, we got a lot of work to do. It's critical that we stay on task and focus on what we can do to help the Gators get better each and every day. Okay, Coach, we'll go right in front of me, three rows back. Drew. Yes, sir. Coach Napier, Drew DeArmond, WZZN Radio, Huntsville, Alabama. I wanted to ask you about a couple of guys that you inherited on your team. One from my area, Jaden Hill, who's had injuries in high school and at Florida, but looked like he was coming into his own last year as a corner, got hurt early. And Princely Uman Mielin, I hope I got that right. Uh, he's somebody that I followed in the recruiting process that I felt like was a great talent, and I wanted to know about his development as a Gator. Yeah, you know, Jaden um, had a chance to get to know Jaden a little bit. I think um, I admire Jaden. You know, I mean, to go what he's uh, gone through from an injury perspective. I think it's it's important uh, when you're trying to overcome an injury to keep perspective. I think it can benefit you if you have the right approach. Um, you know, it can create toughness. It can create resiliency. And I think we see that it shaped his character and he's better for it, right? But uh, anytime you get injured, it's a challenge. So uh, Princely's had a really good offseason. You know, I think his, uh, I admire the work he's done in, in changing his body. You know, he was one of the uh, really standouts uh, when we got the DEXA scans back from uh, after the nine week training block in the spring. Really made a ton of progress. Um, Guy did some great things even today, right, in some of the testing. So Princely's primed to have an exceptional year. He's, a, he's one of those players uh, that doesn't have tremendous experience, but we think has ability and is going to have an opportunity to impact our team. Coach, we'll go in the second to our right, about three quarters of the way back. Robert? Uh, Robert Cessna, the Bryan College Station Eagle. Coach, I wonder what you picked up from uh, Nick Saban, and by the way, an early happy birthday. I think your birthday's tomorrow. Appreciate that. Um, you know, Coach was great to me. I mean, heck, I think each person that's worked for him would tell you the same thing. You know, he's created opportunities for me because of the things that I learned from him. You know, uh, I admire Coach's um, consistency. You know, he was unbelievable in his approach. He set the standard. He set the bar relative to the discipline, the work ethic, the focus, the ability to sustain. Um, you know. It, it's a, it's, we could sit in here all day and talk about the things that you learn along the way. But, you know, he was good to me in my career. He hired me twice, uh, gave me an opportunity as an analyst, brought me back as a position coach, um, and really helped me um, in a difficult time there when my dad got diagnosed with ALS, really uh, helped me in a lot of different ways. So coach has been great, man, and admire him for what he's accomplished. and. Um, He's not slowing down anytime soon, I don't think. We have time for a couple more. If you have a question, raise your hand. We've got one up here, 
Let's see if we can get up here to the second row. Just over here to our right. Hey, Coach Trey Wallace from Outkick. Talking about the Florida-Georgia game, I know you haven't been around long enough right now in Gainesville to maybe make these decisions. Kirby Smart's talked about how he would like to see the game move to home-and-home home venues. What are your thoughts on that? You know, I, I got asked that question earlier. I think the big thing is I'm probably not – I want to experience the game first, right? I'd like to see that game in Jacksonville, experience that game before I uh, have an opinion on that. But, you know, there's a lot of credibility to both, right? The home-and-home home obviously would be fantastic, but there's also some tradition there. There's a rivalry there. Um, you know, time will tell, you know, and I, I agree. Um, that's above my pay grade. Um, but I, I'm looking forward to the opportunity to participate in the game. Okay, we've got another one back up here. Blake, second row, Bob. Hey, Billy, with, with, with the players you inherited and the guys you brought in, I mean, how, where do you feel like your talent level is? Do you feel like it's realistic you could compete for the East title this year. And then with, you know, talk about how close you and Kirby are. Now you guys are at obviously two uh, programs that don't like each other very much. How, does that change your relationship or how, how do you handle that? Well, I mean, I think um, a lot of the things that you discussed earlier there are to be determined. You know, I talked about it earlier. I like our football team. I like how they've embraced the work. Uh, I think they love to compete. I think they're tough. Um, I think we do have a little bit of an edge. You know, I think there's, um, you know, a sense that, you know, there's respect to be earned, if that makes sense. Um, and I just like the look in the eye that I see. You know, we've got some veteran players uh, that I think have done a really good job. And then we've got a lot of work to do as a coaching staff. You know, I do like the group we brought in. Uh, but, you know, year one, New staff, new place, new group of players, new roster. I mean, we're, we're a work in progress. And I would tell you this, every team in the country has got its own set of issues and problems, right? We're all working our way through that. Um, and that's exactly where we're at, you know. But as far as, uh, you know, competing with Kirby, heck, man, I, I've got nothing but respect for Kirby. Okay, if you have a question, raise your hand. All right, we've got one right up here. Scott. Hey, Billy. Scott Rabelais from the <clears throat> Baton Rouge Acadiana Advocate. Uh, talk, if you would, about reuniting with Rob Sale after he went away to, for a year with the Giants, and also what uh, Jabarja Luke and Corey Raymond bring to your staff. Yeah, no, we were very fortunate uh, to be able to bring Rob back. You know, he was with me for three years at Louisiana, did an unbelievable job. You know, we were Joe Moore finalists, I think, three years in a row. Uh, we had a, a handful of players drafted at that position. Um, you know, just did a really good job connecting with the players, had great rapport, and then a phenomenal teacher. You know, and, and he's one of those guys that had a relationship with before, kind of a foxhole guy, really uh, a guy that I can lean on uh, and have a great relationship with. So Jabbar, very much the same. You know, I think with us for four years, uh, proved his ability as a recruiter, proved his ability as a uh, teacher on the field. His group was one of the best groups that we had. Um, and I think the thing that's impressed me about Jabbar is his ability to mentor not only his group, but to have an effect on the entire roster. Uh, he has, a, as a former high school coach, he's got a sincere, authentic care 
uh, wants to help people, wants to help the players. Um, phenomenal. Corey, obviously first time working with Corey, but, you know, just a really savvy veteran, you know, never hits the panic button, you know, always focused, always, um, you know, on the task at hand. Very good developer and teacher. I mean, you think about the track record. I think he's had 16 defensive backs drafted. Still to this day has great relationships with all those players. And, you know, Corey and I um, go way back. You know, when I was coaching receivers at Alabama, you know, there was a lot of battles and some really big games. So I used to watch his group in pregame, and you could just tell right away the guy's a, a phenomenal teacher and a great coach, and he's proved to be the same for the Gators. Hey, Coach, we'll take one final question right in front of me, three rows back. Hey, Coach, I'm Cubby Serena with Bulldog Illustrated. You know, the whole nation's looking at the state of Florida in terms of recruiting. So as the new head coach, I was just wondering what you'd be doing to keep those kids home. Yeah, it's a great question. You know, I do think, um, you know, our philosophy is, you know, to take an inside-out approach in recruiting. You know, I think it's critical that you start at home base and work your way out. Uh, you know, the state of Florida has 275 Division I football players each year on average, right? I think that's a five-year a sample. Uh, so, you know, it's critical that we have a great evaluation process. Um, I can't compliment our personnel department enough uh, in their approach. Uh, and then we do a great job when we do get opportunities on campus to build relationships, to show our product. Uh, and I think that's one of the things I'm excited about. We have a phenomenal product. Um, and I think as we grow as a staff, we're going to get better at presenting that product and learning more about the University of Florida. Uh, but, you know, keeping the best players in the state at home is going to be critical. Uh, and the good thing is there's a lot of them to go around, and uh, we're going to stick to our plan, inside out, evaluate, recruit. And once they arrive, we're going to work hard on developing them as people, as students, and as football players. Coach Napier, thank you for your time this afternoon. Thank you. All right, there's Billy First. Napier live at SEC Football Media Days uh, for about a half an hour. Uh, talking to the media. I mean, no real breaking news there. I keep saying this, and uh, having been there a lot, very rarely does there come any substantive news from things like that. It's a wonderful venue. You get to you know the, you, you get to see the coach. You get to talk to the coaches. But you know, was there anything there that broke new ground? No. I don't think so. But certainly, uh, Billy Napier reiterates his plan. One thirty-two time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. We'll open the phone lines for you. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the College of Journalism and Communications, ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. You know, when you purchase a vehicle, it's obviously a big expense. It's a big chunk of a budget. And so you want to make sure when you get that vehicle, A, it's going to be one you like, B, it's going to be one that hopefully will last you a long time and not give you a lot of trouble when it comes to maintenance. Now, there's no sure thing when it comes to that, but the people at Southeast Car Agency will do their best to work with you to make sure you get the vehicle that you want. Remember, Southeast Car Agency has no new cars. All they do, all they've done for the past 40 years is provide you 
an alternative to purchasing a new vehicle, the best in late model, low mileage vehicles. SECars.com is where you can see them. And if you want to go see them in person, go to Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville and check out the vehicles for yourself. Their great sales staff is there to answer any questions you might have. I'm a longtime customer of Southeast Car Agency. My vehicle is great. It has been. I think they'll do the same thing for you. When you go see them in person, make sure and tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. If you suffer from joint pain from arthritis or an injury, you know the traditional treatments, pain meds and steroids, and then surgery, right? Now there's a better way, and it's here now from the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. This is an advanced, exciting, and natural alternative that can give you lasting relief using your body's own healing power. Listen, steroid shots are toxic to your joints. Pain meds are addictive, and nobody wants to go under the knife. It's 2022, and those old ways are out. And the new ways are in. Regenerative medicine can restore and repair damaged joint tissue using the natural biologics. No drugs, no downtime, no surgery. QC Kinetics Regenerative Protocols can address any pain in any joint and give you the quality of life you deserve. Now with offices in Ocala and the Villages, 352-400-4550 at 352-400-4550. Belonging isn't just about fitting in. It's about feeling at home. That's why at Radiant Credit Union, belonging means more than just getting great financial services. It's the warm smiles when you walk into a branch, the care we take when decisions affect your life, and the love we have for this community, <laughs> even if we do cheer a bit too loud at Little League games. At Radiant Credit Union, you belong. Learn more about Radiant Credit Union's free checking accounts with cash back on everyday purchases at RadiantCU.org. Federally insured by NCUA. It's time to celebrate outdoors. Hi, this is Tom Collette at Electronics World. Let Electronics World help you upgrade your lanai, pool deck, or backyard space with outdoor TVs from Sunbright and Samsung. Outdoor speakers from Yamaha, Sonance, Speakercraft, Kef, Martin Logan, and more. We've got everything you need to entertain your family and friends. Come see and hear for yourself at Electronics World in Gainesville today or online at electronicsworld.net. That's electronicsworld.net. Living with a body of water right outside your home sounds delightful until these boogers start showing up. Mosquitoes aren't just annoying. They can carry deadly diseases like Zika and West Nile virus. But with Summit Mosquito Dunks, you can have your pond without all the worry. Simply drop a Summit Mosquito Dunk into standing water and kill mosquito larvae for 30 days or longer. Mosquito Dunks are harmless to people, pets, fish, and wildlife. So it's just that that stop hanging around. Visit SummitResponsibleSolutions.com. Thinking about selling your home, waiting for the right time? You're not alone. Selling's the easy part. Finding your next home can be tricky. Hey, it's Steve Russell. I know everybody knows a realtor. I know several. However, the one realtor I trust and highly recommend you call is Scott Caldwell with your home sold guaranteed realty, especially in the Ocala area market. Why risk leaving money on the table with just any agent? Scott Caldwell has an 18-year proven track record and expertise to help you sell and buy. Scott's name is his promise, your home sold guaranteed realty. He has guarantees in thousands of exclusive buyers in his database, creating higher demand, multiple offers, and taking the hassle out of selling. This is how he nets his sellers almost 3% more money when compared to other agents, just like he did recently for the Cantors in Ocala, selling their home for $12,250 over the asking price in just four days. 
Call Scott Caldwell today, 352-209-0000. That's 352-209-0000. Or visit CaldwellHasTheBuyers.com. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. On and off downpours continuing through at least the late afternoon, potentially longer. And localized flooding will be a concern, especially in areas that had numerous downpours yesterday. Aside from that, oppressively muggy and warm heat indices in the lower 100s. Tonight, skies clearing, lows in the low 70s. Tomorrow, drier air arrives, mostly sunny, a limited chance for afternoon showers, highs in the mid-90s. In the UF Weather Center, I'm Megan Borowski. This, keep it on the down low here, is the Dan Patrick Show. Debo Samuel, there's nobody like Debo Samuel in the NFL. You know, if I'm Seattle, I would try to create a Debo Samuel 2.0 with DK Metcalf. I would get him incorporated in the offense a little bit more, not just as somebody catching passes, but line him up in the backfield. Let him do what Debo does. Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Open phone lines, 3928255. You can email us, russell at wruf.com. Tony, you're up. What's up? Hey, Steve. What's going on, man? Hey. Uh, pretty good uh, work there by uh, Coach Napier there. You know, one of the main things, especially when you're a first-time coach there, is you don't want to stick the foot in your mouth. You don't want to say something dumb, something stupid, you know? And it looks like he avoided that, obviously. So, uh, you know. Just like you said, nothing groundbreaking. Uh, it is what it is. One of the biggest things that I think he's going to have to fight, you know, which he's fighting now, is it, just the perception of the program, especially nationally, for what it's worth, right? For the people in that locker room, for the young men there, for the coaches, it really shouldn't matter much, right? It should be kind of motivation. But when you're listening to the SEC Network during these last couple of days, good golly, when they talk about South Carolina, Kentucky, Tennessee, everything is rainbows and butterflies, man. I mean, everything's just wonderful. Everything's just great, you know? And when you mention Florida, you know, they start to snicker, they start to smile, they start to, like, crack jokes. And God bless Tim Tebow and uh, Chris. They're up there trying. But the, but the perception amongst those other guys up on those panels, man, it's just very poor. You know, for example, Akeel Spikes, he gets up there and says how Florida's defense was just terrible last year and how they were terrible the year before. Well, yeah, he was partially right. They were ranked like in the 50s, right? But you know who was ranked 50 spots below that? Tennessee. Tennessee was ranked in the hundreds on defense. And they arguably lost, lost their three best defensive players and had to re- replace them with anybody good. So they don't mention that, you know, but they bring it up on Florida. And like I said, this perception should not mean nothing to the players in that locker room, right? But to the fan base, it does kind of upset the fan base and kind of leads to that short fuse that some fans have with Billy with regards to recruiting and jumping the gun on certain things like that. That kind of leads to that, that type of national perception. 
So I think that's something he's got to have to battle with, man. Well, here's, you know, I, I try to look at things and boil them down to the simplest thing. Here's why I believe Tennessee, South Carolina, Kentucky get more hype, if you want to use that word, than Florida, Tony. It's very simple because their arrows are pointing up, right? Kentucky is better than they were. Tennessee is better than they were. South Carolina is better than they were. Florida isn't. They're worse. They're worse. So that is where the perception comes in, right or wrong, in my opinion, that the that some people are down on Florida because of what the eyeball test showed them. And we haven't seen Billy Napier coach it down in the SEC. So they're going to have to, you know, prove that, you know, whatever they're going to do is going to make that arrow start pointing back up again. That's what that's the task at hand short term. Correct. And I think that that Utah game is going to be huge, right? Because that could flip the narrative immediately, right? You win that Utah game, and that's it. The narrative is flipped immediately, and uh, you just take off from there. Then you got Kentucky coming home the next week in the swamp, and, uh, you know, you start off 2-0, and and you just take off. So uh, I think that Utah game now is about as important as you can get. And it's kind of rough because it's the first game of a coaching era, but that Utah game is going to be go a long way to setting up a, a narrative moving forward, I think. Yeah, but I don't know that it's huh? I don't know that it's as big, Tony, as far as winning it. You, you the thing you don't want to do is, you know, game 1 of a new era, game 1 of anything, you know, get blown out. You, you that can't happen. I don't think it will. But if Florida's competitive even, if, if Florida loses but they play well, they're competitive. I think that amps the fan base. I think that shows the players they can compete, you know, with a team that's ranked nationally. And you get a little confidence when you face Kentucky. If you if you win that game, to your point, well now, you know, it's only one game, but it does does it set the confidence meter high with the fan base and the players? Sure it does. I I can go with that. Steve, did you watch the All Star game? Some of it. Um, I tell you what, I loved having the pitchers mic'd up. Yep, me too. I mean, that was a treat. Oh, that was so much fun. That was a treat. Watching Manoa there talking about striking out the side, having uh, the uh, two players for the Yankees talking about what pitch it is and stuff like that. I mean, that was awesome. I think that's something, honestly, that in the long run, baseball is going to have to go to permanently in order to attract some new fans. We've talked about that prior, how the average age is 50-plus for the average Major League Baseball fan. And to attract some new fans, I think you're going to have to try to do stuff like that permanently, man. What do you think about that? Well, they've already started it. You know, on Sunday night baseball, they have a player mic'd up. So, I mean, they've, they've done a little bit of that. I see your point, Tony, and I don't, I don't dispute it. But it's more about changes in the game. You know, having a dude mic'd up is cool. It's cool. Right. But does it really change... The, the the game factor. It doesn't. For example, baseball's already said no robo-umpires at least until 2024 or 2025. And how many times have we seen, and I, umpiring's not an easy thing, but just the other day, a guy on the Braves, there was an 
awful call to, to get him out. I mean, those are the kinds of things I think baseball has got to address on a, on a bigger level. But would that help? Yeah, I think it would help. Yeah, and get rid of that shift, man. I hate the shift. All right. All right. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate the call. 145 time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery. Final segment coming up. Still plenty of time to talk to you. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Ellie Shreve. Gators football head coach Billy Napier, quarterback Anthony Richardson, linebacker Ventrell Miller, and offensive lineman Richard Garage are currently speaking at the 2022 SEC Media Days. Yesterday, South Carolina head coach Shane Beamer had this to say about the level of coaching in the conference. Uh, I think there's great coaches, and, and this league is a great league from top to bottom, and, and there's no question that the SEC East uh, is, is very strong right now and only getting stronger. Florida Gators track and field is competing in the World Athletics Championships with events running all day today. Joseph Fonbula will be representing the orange and blue at the World Finals in the 200 meters. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Ellie Shree. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Oh, they're just nice people. It's not a bad, bad trip to the dentist like it was when I was younger. You know, that was a horrible thing. And, and now it's, it's you go in and there are nice people there. They talk to you. They don't hurt you. <laughs> this is fairly important to me. Yeah. Well, and you look forward to coming here. It's not yeah. like, oh my gosh, I'm going to the dentist. It's okay, we're going in to see everybody in exceptional dentistry. It sounds silly, but it makes a difference in the way you look and feel about things. So it's not just coming to the dentist. It's we being... come see our friends. Exactly. They're the best. That's it. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. There are certain memories you have of great nights with great friends. Memories that'll last a lifetime. And if you're like a lot of folks, many of those memories happened at 1728 West University Avenue in Gainesville. It's been many names over the years. The College Inn, the Purple Porpoise, Gator City, and six years ago, a new establishment was built at that address. The Social at Midtown. The Social at Midtown is Gainesville's favorite restaurant and rooftop bar and is located right across from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. The Social has 60 huge flat-screen TVs, so you won't miss one second of the action. And every night, they have different specials, like you don't have to wait till the nighttime to head to The Social. They open for lunch at 11 o'clock every day of the week. Check out their delicious menu at thesocialgnv.com. Follow them on social media to see the latest specials. It's time to make new memories at 1728 West University Avenue. See you at The Social at Midtown. Since 1971, Meldon Law has been dedicated to giving back to our community with programs like Law Talk Live on the Sky every Saturday at 1030. You can also join our podcast, Meldon Law and Friends, every Tuesday at 4 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and 37 other audio platforms. Meldon Law, the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators, now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City. 
Hey, Steve Russell here for the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or any vehicle. Donations tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. A real win-win. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years. They need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more. Thanks, Steve. I know that the folks at Road Heaver Boys Ranch appreciate your efforts on their behalf. Like Steve, I know that we can depend on Gator Nation to step up when you're needed. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping at-risk young boys from troubled homes for over 70 years, and they need your help now more than ever. So please consider donating your car, truck, boat, RV, or any vehicle to help these boys. They learn real-life skills by repairing them and reselling them to sustain the facility. Donations are tax-deductible. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more. Thanks again. Coming up at four, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. This is University of Florida President Kent Fox, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Well, you had a double dose of Billy Napier today. You heard him at SEC Football Media Days and then uh, the interview that I did with him earlier today, which was a lot of fun to do. I really appreciate uh, Billy taking time out uh, of his busy schedule to do that. Um, Mike says that uh, about uh, Coach at Media Days, great questions. He gave intelligent, genuine, measured responses. He asked some of the speaking cadence of Nick Saban. Every time I hear coach, I'm more impressed. Very high character. It's exactly what Florida needed after the last coach. Well, I'm not saying that's not a good thing, but winning and losing is going to be why most coaches either are retained or lose. A lot of nice guy coaches get fired. That's that's in fan base, and Mike White is a perfect example of that. Okay, do you think I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna look back? Mike, and just say at the very end, you said uh, very high character. Mike White had a very high character, right? And a lot of people ran him out of here. So that only goes so far. Was he intelligent, genuine, measured responses with Mike White that? Yes, very much so. Again, that didn't help. So I get it, and that is certainly not a negative, but... uh, you better win. Carl says, what's your favorite ballpark name, like Wrigley Field or Candlestick? His is Camden Yards. Well, I know Michael doesn't have Heinz Field anymore. And isn't it funny? A big deal was made of that, right? It's a freaking ketchup. But it becomes Synonymous. I, I think people sometimes, if you didn't know the Steelers, right, and you saw Heinz Field, well, you might think some dude named Heinz gave a lot of money to put his name up there, right? Well, it's the ketchup. And there's a big deal about a ketchup being taken down because it'll always be Heinz Field. I get it. Wasn't was that like 20 years, Michael Heinz Field? Okay. But look, once, and, and it was weird, I saw on social media, they were actually taking down the ketchup thing, you know, 
Just, I mean, but but sometimes fans get, you know, to the name of a field, especially when you've had success with a field that's named after that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of another, and I'm, I just can't think of one off the top of my head. There's other, well, look at uh, in Jacksonville. That field has been different names. Now, nobody was really successful with a name, but, but you get my point, right? I don't think any Jacksonville fans uh, were lamenting the other, you know, the one uh, corporate sponsor being taken out and now the new one being put in. But it is interesting how fans sometimes put to their hearts, you know, what a field is. I, I don't really have uh, a favorite. And, and I'm just, you know, of, of all, you know, maybe we can do that tomorrow, Carl. Because, I mean, think about this. Is there a venue that you think is the most iconic? Yankee Stadium? That, I mean, that came to mind right away. You know, in football, what would be, I'm just trying to think, what would be the iconic place in football, in the NFL? The two that come to mind for me are Soldier Field and Lambeau. Yeah, Lam, uh, Lambeau was going to be the, and I didn't think of Soldier Field, but Lambeau, yes. Because they've been around for six million years. And yes, you know, and I can, and I'm old enough to remember John Facenda, you know, narrating the NFL films, uh, the, the frozen tundra of Lambeau. I remember that. It was yesterday. Um, and, you know, in basketball, Boston Garden, I mean, you know, Madison Square Garden, um, you know, hockey, I don't know that there's you know, maybe the Boston Garden for that. Um, Montreal, you know, um, is that, wasn't that the forum? the Montreal Forum back in the day. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look, the one thing about stadiums, if we're having this discussion, is the vast majority are torn down. Lambeau, you know, look look at uh, Fenway Park could be another one, right? That had to be renovated. Wrigley, right? They, had a, they didn't have lights, for crying out loud, till, for how long? So if you're going to keep these iconic venues – then, you know, I remember talking to a player, the old Tiger Stadium was, they had like rats in there the last couple of years. Oakland's stadium is awful. Awful. It, it, it's, I think it's the worst stadium in sports because it's just, it's just antiquated, you know, by today's standard. And that's why in baseball there's a lot of talk about the Oakland A's not staying in Oakland if they don't get a new ballpark somewhere. And it didn't look like, you know, and, and I'll say this for the commissioner. I think they want to expand to 32 teams. I really do. But I don't think they're going to do anything until they figure out Oakland, until they figure out Tampa. And that's too bad because the A's have been competitive till this year they're terrible. And the Rays have been, you know, really good, both with very low payrolls. But, you know, if they don't do something about their stadiums, can you imagine Tampa not having the Rays? I mean, I guess it's possible because it's certainly possible that Oakland would not have 
the A's, and they've had Oakland. And look, that franchise goes back to winning all those World Series in the 70s with you know Reggie Jackson and Sal Bando and Catfish Hunter and Vita Blue and that whole bunch. Um, so you know there's history there, no doubt. Uh, but thanks, Carl, for that. Um, all right, tomorrow going to be our final show for a while. Uh, take a few days off uh, before we start fall semester here uh, and we crank up Gator volleyball and Gator soccer and cross country and football and high school football, which is really exciting always. Um, and then we'll wrap up SEC football media days too. I think the ACC media days, I think, starts today or tomorrow maybe. Um, so we'll see if any news comes out of there. I can tell you this. CBS Sports is reporting this. I think others are too, but I had a conversation this morning uh, with a media type who who assures me that NBC is in deep negotiations to keep Notre Dame. They would like to keep Notre Dame football on NBC. Uh, and, of course, that would probably keep them independent and then probably stop the talk of the ACC expanding. We'll see where that ends up. Once again, our thanks today to Gator football coach Billy Napier for joining us here. Hope you enjoyed him live at SEC Football Media Days, too. Thanks to Michael for producing the broadcast today. As always, we appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to join us noon to 2 for Sports Scene. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday and stay dry. WU251CG Gainesville from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.